You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you are listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode and my guest, Jackie, but before I get into Jackie's background, I want to take an opportunity to talk about the Naked Beauty Planet community on Instagram. So for the very first time, the Naked Beauty Podcast has a home on Instagram. It's at Naked Beauty Planet. I am so excited by all of you that have been joining, that have been participating in all of the polls, sending me suggestions. All of you guys are so cool. I've been loving talking to you. So if you'd like to join at Naked Beauty Planet, like a planet in the universe on Instagram, I hope to hear from you soon. Let's get into today's guest. Okay, I couldn't be more excited about my guest today, Jackie. She is the founder and CEO of DJ Zoo. It's a female-focused design and innovation company, and the first flagship brand that Jackie launched as part of DJ Zoo is Showercap. Showercap is written with three H's. I don't know if you've seen their branding. They're kind of everywhere, at least in New York. I remember when they first came out, they had these beautiful, beautiful advertisements all over Chelsea Market, and I just thought it was so brilliant that someone had thought to redesign and reinvent the same tired old shower cap and make it something chic. It's kind of like a turban design. It's it's amazing. And she has been on every fast company list. She's very much recognized as a trailblazer in terms of young women that are disrupting the beauty industry. I think it's going to be a really great episode. Before we get into it, just want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Studio Headphones. You guys have heard me talk about them before. I have a link in my show notes. All of my listeners get 15% off of any purchase when they use the code Naked Beauty. They are amazingly designed and perfect for someone with an active lifestyle. I'm always at the gym. I can't be tethered. Having wireless headphones has been a game changer. So definitely check out Studio. Their designs are great. Enter code Naked Beauty at checkout for 15% off. All right, let's get to the show. They were really Thanks. nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Do you. People so just sit here and compliment you all. The time? No, no, not at all. Not Cheers. At all. Cheers. So I have been aware of you for at least like a year and a half. Like you're actually in a deck that I put together for this like product that I wanted to launch. And it was like a proof of concept to show that like when a young millennial comes in to disrupt, they can do it. And it was the Fast Company article. I think it was like one of the first That's pieces awesome. of coverage. So when you reached out to me on Instagram, I was like, of course, like I know you and everything about your company and like who you are because you're like killing it, Thanks. which is amazing. And Thanks. I want to know more about your product. I know. That's like, a, we'll have a, we'll okay. have drinks and a, discuss. A separate conversation. But since this is our first time meeting, I don't know anything about your background. So I'd love to hear kind of just like how you grew up, where you're from. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Manhattan. Okay. I lived in the city until I was about three. Okay. And then my parents moved us out to Long Island. Okay. Us, as in just me. I'm an only child. Um, and that's where I went to elementary school and high school. Um, my dad moved to Cobble Hill when I was about nine. Okay. So that area is what I consider home, like Borum Hill, Cobble Hill. Nice. Downtown Brooklyn, like Smith Street. That Very nice area. area. It's changed a lot, too. It's changed so much. But he was there, like, right at the cusp. 
Mm. You know how they say like dad's the original hipster? Yes, exactly. That's That's, your dad. Yeah. (laughs) So I grew up on Long Island with two very creative parents. My mom was a hairdresser and a makeup artist for television and movies. Ah. My dad was and is a set designer. Oh, wow. Set builder. So he was doing a lot of that. They met on set. Cute. And... uh, I mean, he's can I? He has a, a set design company in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. You, what's it called? So it's called Daddyo Productions. Daddyo Productions. Oh, and you designed their logo, I which I've seen, and it's logo. a very nice logo. It needs a refresh, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, it has a lot of personality. It does. Um, and it's a hu- good brand because it represents him. But uh, he he did like our first sets, and he helped out a lot on the fashion show. So he's a, oh, that's he's awesome. A big part of our story. That's so cool to be able to work with your dad. Yeah, it's fun. And then it has d- its challenges, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and then do you ever go to your mom to get your hair and makeup done? or Not as much. Um, she always cut my hair when I was little, but she lives in California now. Okay, okay. And then your husband is in, is a creative as well. He so is. you're also like a duo creative couple. Do you like being with someone that has that background? Um, again, it has its challenges. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to speak the same language as someone. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're a creative professional, it drives so much of what your passions are. So it's really nice to be able to like not drag him to a gallery opening, but for him to be, you know, putting me on to certain things that are happening. And like we do a lot of like inspiration days and a lot of our trips out of town and our weekends are like art based or creative based. So even if it's just like going to a park that's supposed to have like great colors and foliage, Mm. like we see the world similarly, which I think is That's really awesome. important. That's really cool. Yeah. And so does he work at all on the stuff you're doing with DJ Zoo or totally separate? Um, you know, we're self-funded. So okay. when I first launched, I was a solo entrepreneur. Um, and it was definitely like a, a family affair. Like my dad was helping out with sets. My husband would, you know, jump in and help with certain things. Um, but we've been pretty self-sufficient since day one. I try to keep him not involved because yeah. it's all consuming anyway. Yeah. And there's only, you know, so many places that you can draw a line. <laughs> yes. But no. he, um, he has his own studio now. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's good. That's great. So shower cap is a hundred percent my thing. <laughs> that's great. That's, it's like a hundred percent you, you don't have to make compromises. You don't have investors. I mean, that's great. That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because of the growth that we've seen and, you know, for having this conversation this time last year, I don't think I'd be as confident or as excited about, about claiming that title, but, uh, I really do believe that there's only so few companies that can tell this story right now. And I'm really proud to be one of them. And um, we're finally in a position where we're hiring like crazy. I know. I feel like your team is so cool and you moved into a new (laughs) office space. It's like the dream. It's really fun. I mean, I really believed in it when I was in development. And I really, really, really believed in it when I put put it out into the world. but I do feel like that energy and that momentum that I that I was exerting in the beginning is coming back to us mm. in like tenfold, triple folds, mm. um, just because it's so palpable. You know, it it really did feel like an explosion at launch, like even with pennies and funding. Yeah. So that that piece has been has been really exciting and really really deeply rewarding because I had always used these skills for other people. Yes. I was working in advertising. And, right. Yeah. To be able to like channel it and, and to your own thing is yeah. such a powerful thing. Yeah, it feels it feels really good. Okay, so we're going to talk about your move from working for other people to starting your own thing, but let's go back to Long Island. Where in Long Island are you from? Baldwin. Baldwin. Okay. B town represent. So Long Island, I feel like, is a very specific beauty look, mm-hmm. right? Especially for like certain oh, types of all. girls. So, okay, tell, tell, take, show, tell me what Jackie was like in high school in Long Island. <laughs> like, what was your look? Um, my look was like, can I say Jappy, even though I'm not Jewish? I grew up yeah. in Long Island, so I can say Jappy. That's the look. Yeah. Um, but we should, because I feel like people, it's a very New York term to say Jappy. I feel like people yes. think maybe it's Japanese. Yes. Um, uh, Jewish American princess. Yes. I wore a lot of solo pants. Oh, of course. With, like I the rolled had, down hardtails. Yeah. I had chunky highlights. Um, 
of course I wore like the Jinkos when I was a little bit younger. Um, but then Baldwin is like a little G. Okay. So <laughs> a lot of high school, like all of my group was wearing like, um, you know, full face makeup and, and pin straight hair with highlights. Yeah. With like rolled Nike sweats yeah. and like white uptowns. <laughs> it's such a look. It's such a look. It's such a specific look. It's such a specific look. But I always like would pepper in um, some Abercrombie. Okay. You That's know? like a little bit of like the suburban. Yeah. Yeah. The suburban girl. The suburban girl. And uh, so. And the nails. Oh, yeah. So what was your nails? Did you do like French tips? French tip acrylics, obviously. <laughs> all, the, all the way, clearly. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was my look. And the, and the fake tans. Oh, right. You that's can't like forget a whole, the fake tans. That's a whole thing. I mean, obviously I've never experienced, but yeah. you just go into a booth and get sprayed. Um, it was before the spraying. Okay. Oh, it like you lie like, in the bed and like yeah, get the cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not proud, but I stopped. I'm very naturally pale and I rock. Yeah, no, and the, your complexion's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I think that the, like the dark hair with like the more fair complexion is like a very classic look. Thanks. Yeah. So you went to a co-ed school, I assume. Yeah. So were there cliques? Like, were you part of a certain, like, were you in the artsy crew? Or were you a cheerleader? Were you, like... Yeah. Um, as far as, like, the cliques, I would say that I was, like, the the least popular in, like, the popular crew. Okay. That That's a sense. very specific place, and, like, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's. I think it's good to not be the most popular, because if you look back at, I feel like for everyone, the most popular girl in school is never doing anything today. No, like, she has no hustle. Nothing. She's not doing anything yeah, interesting. Yeah, she peaked in high school. And you do not want to peak in high school. You do not want to peak school. in high school. That is not the place to peak. And so did you ever have like an awkward middle school phase? Like, did you ever have a phase where you were like, I just did not feel good in my skin? Yeah, that was definitely... I was always a really cute, precocious kid. And then um, I bloomed early. So like around 12, 13, it was just like not, like no one else had boobs, no oh. one else had curves. So you and were like I the first to had get. a growth spurt and I've always been kind of tall. Um, so that was definitely it. But then I'd say by like summer going into freshman year, I came into my own and mm. I had a really, I think all throughout high school, I had a really strong understanding of like the, the power of female sexuality mm. because I was like a sexy looking girl right. at that age. So you were getting attention for like your new body parts, like your hips <laughs> and boobs, right? Yeah. Like at an early age, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that um, uncomfortable like though? freshman, sophomore year. No. You kind I of just like it. owned it. I still like it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's like a really cool part about being a woman that yes. you either have to like lean into or kind of, or react against, I guess. Yes. But I've always been really interested in just like in owning it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when Darian was on, she was talking about how she wants to get a breast reduction and she's like, I just want to be able to wear a top without a bra. And I was like, take it from me. It's not all it's cracked up to be like, I can do that regularly and I would much rather have like a full chest than to be able to not wear a bra I mean the grass is always, always greener, greener. Exactly. the grass is always greener and it's I think it's less about I think it's less about like the female form and more mm-hmm. about the confidence in the way you carry yourself yeah so have you always been like, really I think you're very sexy oh thank you I love little boobs too oh, thank is that, you is that like I've, a, I've like learned to like I think that I have a very athletic frame that can read as like boyish right like whenever I read magazines and it's like pear shape whatever I'm like okay I'm boyish got it broad <laughs> shoulders like I got it but I think I'm I've learned to embrace it because it's like what you just have to like love what you've got right yeah exactly and I think that like especially uh now you know Mm -hmm. the body pause movement is so important it is but I'd like to think that a lot of us have been practicing those things for a really long time like I'm happy that it's in the forefront of the media conversation I'm happy that we're seeing like that kind of forward thinking and castings and especially mm. runways and, you know, and spreads yes. like that is so important. Yes. Um, and I have to say for you, so I first saw your creative in Chelsea market. I think it was like last holiday oh, yeah. it was everywhere. Shower cap, shower cap, shower cap. And I was so happy to see 
so many models of color integrated into your creative and also front and center because a lot of times people use black models but they're kind of like on the ends or like on the side like they're kind of like sprinkled in but you had these like beautiful brown skin models very front and center and on your site on your social everything you do is very inclusive was that like a point from the beginning um I think it's more just how I live my life Mm -hmm. right it wasn't even like a I never I never really responded to like a whitewashed look in general like that never felt like something that I could connect to um but also you know I know my girl like my girl has every type of hair my girl has you know every type of complexion my girl has every you know body type right and I want to make sure that whenever we're putting an image forward especially because as founder it's also really public that I'm the creative director right so I can't really separate myself from those types of decisions right yes and that's that's where I think I'm super conscious of it because I am the decision maker in that regard Mm -hmm. so in that way it's just really important that anytime someone's experiencing the brand they're experiencing it the way that we talk about it and the way that we feel about it which is like that it really is for everyone yeah that's awesome and what's your like ethnic background I'm half Italian half Irish okay okay yeah so is your hair naturally this dark yes it's It's actually dark isn't there like a thing called like black Irish when you have like light eyes and dark hair yeah I think this is actually like the the Italian coloring like the northern Italian coloring okay um but the freckles and the pale skin is like my Irish side, I think. It's like a very like good look, I feel. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. You started this amazing company. You were working for a lot of other people, different agencies. Did you did you go into it knowing that you always wanted to start your own thing? Or did you just Never. have like this epiphany like, you know what, I'm doing all of this shit for other people. Like I'm just gonna do it for myself. Um Yeah, I was never one of those entrepreneurs that was like searching for the entrepreneurial idea. Mm -hmm. Um, No, you know, no shame for people who do. I think it's become more and more popular. Um, Well, just to pause on that, because I think that, you know, there are people like Gary Vee, and I think that there's this like new trend where everyone thinks they need to like be an entrepreneur and start their own thing. And I don't think you can start with wanting to be an entrepreneur. I think you have to have an idea that you feel like I'm the only person that can bring this to market and I believe in it. But I don't think, I think there are a lot of people now, unfortunately, that are like, I want to work for myself. I don't know on what, but I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's like not sustainable, right? No, it's not. But I think there's also, um, there's also a mentality of like, you'd rather have the freedom, even if you're kind of broke. It's almost like the starving artist thing. Like that construct that's existed for a while, I feel like people would rather have their own autonomy and like be pushing for their own brand and their own like personal brand, mm-hmm. even if that means that it's not lucrative. Because in in those times, like in the ramp up time, it's more personally rewarding. And I feel like I feel like I am seeing a lot of that, especially with how much hiring we're doing. Yeah. Um, but but back to like shower cap, it was exactly what you said. Yeah. It was like I have this idea. I can't sit on it. It's too relevant. Yeah. Who's gonna do it better than me? Like I have to do it now. Yeah. Like that was that was my chain of thought. Yeah. Um but I also would say that I always used to kind of when I was a junior creative, mm-hmm. I was applauded and celebrated for you know how outspoken I was in meetings and like my strong POV (laughs) and you know as I rose the ranks and became more of a leadership position that did become threatening to certain men that I worked with and it it was obvious that it was always going to be a thing and Mm. I wasn't the type that was going to like swallow it or let right. it not you were gonna be a always thing. be you yeah so when I had the idea I was like this probably makes sense for me like yeah <laughs> I'm probably not gonna work in corporate America forever yeah you know and both my parents worked for themselves right so you kind of had that blueprint in front of you of it how didn't to do feel your own scary thing. really so that's like I have I have ideas that I'm really passionate about but I'm scared to take the jump like I feel like I have such a great safety net slash salary and like the comfort of knowing what's next and I think that the stress of knowing that like if something doesn't go well it's all on you right isn't that I mean doesn't it keep you up at night a little bit especially now that you're hiring people like 
they have taken this risk to then work for you and then don't you feel responsible for them? I feel very responsible for them, but I feel more responsible for creating a culture that they love mm. and in like individual career paths that they feel personally motivated by and and that's where I feel really responsible mm-hmm. in like building a company that they can be proud to be a part of. Yeah. In the beginning, um, you know, like I was flying by the seat of my pants. Right. Like we were selling so many right from the start. I and know. I just, I think that I am really thankful that it took off the way that it did because it allowed me more um, more room to figure things out. Yeah. I, th- I think that I would have been a lot more scared if, um, you know, if I had to go back to advertising right away because that, that was the plan. It was like launch pre-sale, see how it goes, go get married, come back from the honeymoon and then, you know, evaluate if I wanted to take another freelance gig or right. wanted to do this full time just... and move into a WeWork. And then, yeah, I just moved into a WeWork and we haven't stopped since. That's awesome. But it sounds also like you're a really good leader. Thanks. I try. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you even care about people's individual career progression and creating the right culture, a lot of people overlook those things. And it's interesting slash disappointing that a lot of the female founders, like we've all heard the stories about Mickey from Things and seen you know, some things, I won't even name names, but yeah, what's interesting is you've seen a lot of these female founded companies that when you hear internally what they're like, that they don't actually value women and that they mistreat people. Yeah. And so I think it's important from the beginning to decide, like, this is what our culture is. Yeah. The thing that I'll say to that, just being just being a CEO, is, like, everything can be taken out of context. That is true. If there's a disgruntled employee, they'll find something to be upset about. That's true. And And it's really stressful. And I'm not saying that, like, she couldn't handle it. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that, like, I don't fault anyone for, like, outbursts or, having or a like, bad having moment. a big personality that kind of came off sideways or that someone took personally because, like, that is kind of an element that I could understand. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more about making sure that everyone wants to show up and getting like a temperature check. I've always been really empathetic Hmm. almost to a fault. And I think that that translates to the way that I run the business and the way that I lead. But at the same time, they're, they're like my livelihood. Like I have to put my faith in them. So there's like a little bit of self-preservation in it too. Like I don't want to replace any of them. Like they mean everything to me. And like we're building this incredible thing and they know it inside and out. And like, that is like more valuable than gold. Yes. You know. What's your sign? Aries. Oh, you're an Aries. My husband's an Aries. So you're like driven, ambitious. Do you like do you align with all of the Aries women traits? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm like a stereotypical Aries. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would have said that you were an Aries. I do this thing where I like guess people's signs and they always freak out. I should have <laughs> guessed before I asked you. Um so there's this question that gets asked a lot around can we have it all, right? Mm-hmm. So you are married. So you, I'm going to say that you have a good partnership. At least you're, you know, in a committed relationship. You have this very successful business that is a passion of yours that you're able to be creative in. You have this great team. Do you think it's possible to have it all? Um, I mean, I can be honest here. Like I've gained like 50 pounds since my wedding. You know, like balls drop. Right. But it's about it's about recognizing what your priorities are right, okay. and and knowing where your line is. And like I self-sacrificed a little bit in order to see this crazy growth mm-hmm. in order to keep up with it. Like I had to kind of like deprioritize myself. Okay. So and like, lo- does that mean like going to the gym, getting sleep? Yeah. Oh yeah. None of it. Like none, <laughs> none of those so, things. So, so <laughs> this is really important because I think that a lot of times people see the success, but they don't see what this personal sacrifice is, right? So maybe starting a crazy successful company means that you're not going to be at Pilates four days a week yeah, and you're I mean, not going to sleep eight hours a night. I would say though that like if your priority is to make sure that when you're getting your company off the ground that you don't have to sacrifice those things, then that's a decision that you can make right. as founder. And um, for me, we didn't really have a choice. 
Mm. Like it blew up so fast that I kind of just had to double down and, and do everything that I could with every minute that I had. Um, but that being said, like everything levels out. Like I have a trainer three times a week. Nice. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm getting eight hours nice. and I make, and now I'm, I'm able to make that a priority. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the idea and the concept of having it all is, is I think just about personal definition. Yeah. So how do you define having it all? What's having it all for you? Like happiness when I wake up. Mm, okay. Not when I go to sleep. Cause like anything can happen <laughs> yeah. during the day that yeah. like puts you in a foul mood or like feels challenging or whatever. Yeah. But it's about the next day when you wake up, if with a clear mind mm. and some rest behind you and some perspective, if like you're still excited about your relationship, your friends, your, you know, your success at your company. Like that's, that's how I define it. Yeah. It's interesting because I think a lot of women start thinking about like family planning also with career. I'm guilty of not really thinking about family. Like I know I want to have kids. It's kind of in the future ish. Did you think about, okay, so if I leave this like stable job that I have and go into this, like, did you think at all about, okay, do I want to have kids? When would I be pregnant? Will I have time to do this while starting my own company? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're young. Yeah. I'm a little young. Yeah. I'm not that young. I wish I was younger. Okay. I'm like just now at the point where like when I go to my gynecologist, she's like, so have you and your (laughs) husband talked about it? But how long have you been married? Not that long. Since 2015. Okay, three years. That's not yeah, three years. My husband um, and I got married two thousand fifteen as well. Oh, amazing! Yeah. What month? September. Cool. We were in November. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think about it. I definitely think about it. But I'm lucky to have a really supportive partner that isn't putting any sort of pressure. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of really like kind of individually successful couple friends that had families later in life. Yeah. So I feel like we have a really good blueprint of of the kind of life we want to create and I also we talk about this a lot that I um I kind of subscribe to the to the Parisian idea of mm-hmm. like of raising children which is like everything everything and nothing exists unless the partnership is strong. Yes. You know? I, I mean, I'm obsessed with the way that French people approach... Just live everything. Right, because it's like, well, they say that it's like myself first, then my husband, then my children. And in America, it's my children, then maybe my husband, then myself last. And there's oh, like just this... My job. You forgot yeah, my job. You're, right, but there's this total cultural shift in terms of the way I think European and specifically French women will say that my partnership is way more important than my relationship with my kids. And I don't think it's like that in America. Yeah. And I think it's, I think there it's reciprocal, right? Mm. Like it's the stronger that the core is, the better it is for the children in the long run, which I think, I mean, my parents are divorced. So, I mean, I turned out fine, (laughs) (laughs) but I do think that that element is really important to me in my marriage. And we have a very different type of marriage, but and we've also, we've been together for 11 years. Oh, wow. So we've been together since college. When you say you have like a different type of marriage, like, are you like in a crazy open marriage? No. Not that open marriages are crazy, but like what, what different how? No, no, no. Um, my parents had like a very, like a fiery, intense, like, I'm pretty sure I was conceived before they got married. Got it, I don't got know. It. But got like it. a really, really strong, intense, passionate. Got it. Fast, I think. Love affair. Yeah. Highs and um, lows. Highs and lows. And then for for Alex and I, I think we have like a sustainable, like strong base and we grew up together. Like we started dating when I was twenty twenty. Oh wow. Yeah, or twenty one. Because I remember one date, like I didn't have my ID and it was like a big deal. <laughs> um but yeah, like we've really kind of like grown our lives in similar paths and he supported me and I've supported him and like I am who I am because of him and he is who he is because of me and that feels like it's a much stronger like Union. Union, yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's for. awesome. Um so yeah, I love him like extra, extra a lot. Aww. It's that's adorable. I'm yeah. all for people being in love. Yeah, and I, I there was a long time where I was like, I'm a girl boss. Like I'm right. You know, like I'm not going to talk about it. But I also <laughs> think that there aren't really enough 
powerful women talking about oh my strong gosh. partnerships. Yes, and it's so important for in order for you to do what you do, you need to have a support system that's on board. Because I think a lot of men are either threatened or they don't. To have totally. a, a guy that gets it and gets it like you're a boss in your own right, yeah, is amazing. Yeah, and and also so supportive. Like when I was like, I'm gonna reinvent the shower cap, babe. He was like, That's dope. You should do it. Awesome. You know, like yeah. there was never like a well, how big is the market? Can you prove it to me? <laughs> and you know, it was yeah. just like, well, yeah, no one's gonna do that besides you, so you should go do that. That's awesome. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We are enjoying the conversation with Jackie, taking a quick break to talk about our sponsors. I'm really excited about Curology. Curology is entirely customized skincare made simple for people that are very busy. You basically just answer a few questions, take some pictures. That gets sent to a personal provider who assesses your skin, and then they make you a custom mix of skincare that's targeted to specific problems that you have. And you get to talk with them, ask questions. It's really amazing. I've been using it for about two months now, and my skin is looking fantastic. For all of my Naked Beauty listeners, if you go to the link in my show notes, it's Curology backslash Naked Beauty, you will get your first month free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. $4.95, which I think is a steal. This is incredibly, incredibly customized. All of the ingredients are explained really well on their site. They have a 90-day money-back guarantee, so they really want you to be happy with your skincare product. So definitely check out Curology. And of course, Studio wireless headphones. You can use the link in my bio and use code NAKEDBEAUTY at checkout. I've been using the Trey headphones. They're super comfortable. They never fall out of my ears. Can't recommend the wireless headphones enough. All right, let's get back to the show. So you have a lot of pressure around you just by being a CEO and founder. Mm-hmm. What? How do you like cope? Like, what are your like self care go tos? Are you like a retail therapy girl? <laughs> are you a yoga girl? Like, how do you basically balance it all? Um, so I just started working out again, and I've noticed a really big shift. Just and like in, overall mood. Yeah, just like stress relief yeah. in kind of like a holistic way. Mm-hmm. And then... And so wait, does the trainer meet you at a gym? Is it like an Equinox thing? Yeah, I go to Equinox. Okay, and you like your trainer. Is it a girl or a guy? It's a guy. It's a guy. He's like a 24-year-old like kid from Long Island. He's so cute. Does that um, help? He's like... Yeah, he might listen to this, but he's like... <laughs> he's like um, He's like a sweet little brother okay. that just happens to be like a 6'4 football player. With like a six pack. Nice. I've, I've, whenever I've done personal training, I haven't responded well to like being really exhausted and for them to be like 10 more push ups. I'm like, I, there aren't 10 more. And See, they're like, I love that. Really? Like the last week, I was like, I'm because he, he could tell that I was like in a kind of a mood. Yeah. And he was like, How do you feel about the session today? I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> like, you have to figure out ways to challenge me because otherwise I'm just like going through the motions. Yeah, and I'm just going to check out. Yeah. And so this week it's been all like different motions and like, like really pushing and. And yeah. I love that stuff because I'm so goal driven that like a small mm. goal or a big goal, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Like I just love like setting something and achieving it. Yeah. And it's inter- personal training. It's expensive, right? It's way more expensive than going to class. But would you say that it's money well spent? For me, it was because I, it was the only way that I could get back into the gym. I had tried yeah. to get back into the yeah. gym. Like Lisa, who's my VP of operations, she's kind of like my right hand and she knows me better than anyone at the company. And 
we had like meetings about how to like clear my schedule so that so I could that you get could, like, into the gym and it just never it never happened something's always more important yeah you know there's always something that the time could be filled with and like I would sign up for soul cycle classes and then just not go well you know what I mean yeah and it there really needs there for me I needed extra ammo to be like yeah you need that like financial like you need that cost sunk cost idea to exactly, get you there exactly exactly and also like a human like right. if I'm running late like I literally get a text message is like where you where at? are you and I'm like yeah so that helps you to be accountable I really yeah so for that it's like I feel the same way about like Sakara. It's like, shut up and take my money. Like, <laughs> just, to be able to go on autopilot also, and just like, if you can commit to something, like having a program that you can trust, mm-hmm. that makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, when so many other things in this world and this city, like, don't make you feel good, I think yeah. that it's so important. But again, like, recognize that I was sacrificing all of it yeah. so now I'm just like anything to make it better that's great um, but I do I feel like it's really helping really really helping is there anything else you do like at home like are you like a face masker are you like I'm a face masker okay. I, use, I use my shower cap and I use my face mask and it's like one of those moments where it's because I feel like shower cap the way that I use it is like for like time efficiencies mm-hmm so it's always enabling me to like run to something yes. or like put like, you know, like that's kind of where the product sits in my personal life. Yeah. I also use it when I'm putting on my makeup just to get like my hair out of my face. Do people yeah, do that? People do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for face masks, face masks with shower cap, it's one of the opportunities that I have to slow down with this product that mm. I created. And it seems kind of like... I don't know, maybe a little bit hippy dippy, but like for me, that that connection with the product in like a moment that is about self care instead of just like driving, 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 growth, right. growth, 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 is really important. Yeah, of um, course. And then I'm also I'm I'm big on massages. Ooh. Like even just if I'm having a really stressful day, I'll do like a 15 minute one at the nail salon. Just like a little quick. Yeah, I just like you know about the love languages. Of course. So I'm I'm physical touch. Like, okay. All the way. Yeah. So just like having someone like give me a bear hug or like, yeah. you know, and that's one of the ways that like in the middle of a crazy day, like I don't have to ask my team to hug me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. Like whenever you get your nails or like pedicure done in New York, they'll be like, oh, an extra like 10 minutes for foot massage. And I think that because I'm always like, okay, my budget, and I'll be like, mm, no. But every once in a while, I'll let myself say yes. And I'm always so happy that I did it. Yeah. It's all about like kind of treating finding opportunities to treat finding yourself. The little and the small. Or the little and the small and the big and the large. Yes. The places that self-care has found its way into my life mm-hmm. I think are are the most interesting because it's so different than how it was when I was younger. Right. Like when I was younger it was all about like restrictive nutrition and like no X and yeah. and and running six miles and yeah. signing up for a half marathon and now it's like where where do these activities like allow me some stress relief? Where do I get space of my own, which is a really big thing. Yeah. Like space of my own. Personal is, space is huge. Yeah. And and creating these like sanctuaries for yourself. Because even when even when I'm in my bathroom at home with no one else, I still close the door because I have to like create like a space. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a space to get ready, play my music. I think the ritual of getting ready in itself is this opportunity for self-care. And I hate when I have to rush to get ready as, yeah. as well, right? Because it's nice to take your time. And nice brushes. Ooh, yes. You know, just like the yeah. feeling of a nice brush versus yes. a cheap brush is yes. like... That's that's my whole product deck that I will definitely share with you. But, you know, for like when I have like a weave-in, Mason Pearson's great. But when I'm wearing my natural hair, there is not a single nice Afro comb on the market. Mm. Like it just doesn't exist. Yeah. And I feel like black hair products oftentimes are like a step below mainstream or like European hair products and there's just no reason why yeah they need to be like plastic and yes okay we'll talk (laughs) um okay I want to ask you about how you handle self-presentation as Mm -hmm. a CEO because I think that a lot of guys go to meetings what like what they wear isn't as important as what they're going to say but unfortunately or fortunately 
for women, I think a lot of times how you like self-present is just as important as having all the facts and figures. Like, how have you handled that? Um, well, luckily, because we're not doing a lot of investor That's, You don't meetings, have to raise money, like, yeah. I'm not talking about a lot of facts and figures, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, if it is, it's someone who's working for, for me you. or with me. Yeah. Um, but I think also being in fashion and beauty, which is kind of where this product sits, it's like even more important. Yeah. I just try to be myself. Yeah. You know, and and I try to always make sure like we, we joke a lot that if my hair wasn't this long and thick and like I didn't have this this like look yeah. in my hair, like who knows how successful shower cap would be. Right. Yes, because I think that like if you think about Emily Weiss, who's like obviously gorgeous, it makes sense that she's like the face of Into the Gloss or like Tyler Haney from Outdoor Voices. Like she's super fit. Yeah. And I think oftentimes women who are CEOs and founders are expected to be kind of the face of their brand and then also develop a personal brand of their own. Yeah. It's a um, lot of work. So, I mean, my personal brand, I joke that I want to be like the female Gary V. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's a great <laughs> so that's aspiration. that's completely different. Like, that's completely different, but I think that like my personal brand is much more about like authenticity and mm-hmm. hustle, and like I want to be the beacon of hope for every woman who who wants to put an idea out into the world and doesn't necessarily have the means to do it mm-hmm. because I'm a little tired of the narrative about how few women get VC funding because let me tell you, if you create a great brand, you get funding. Right. You know, so really positioning and continuing to position myself as kind of a thought leader in the power of design to build big business. Mm. Um, So that's my personal brand, but I'm like, I'm personally motivated by that. I don't feel necessarily any like... Like you're forced to do that. Like I'm forced to do it, but I will say that like, you know, I don't have 10,000 followers yet. Do I wish I had... 10,000 followers. Yes, I have You'll, like 800 yeah. 8,600. Okay, that's amazing. I have like 2,000. It's here's the thing. When I talk to Hannah Bronfman who has she's like I love her. She's amazing. She's a shower guy. I'm she, all the smart girls, all the chic, smart, <laughs> fashionable girls too. But she was saying like I feel like I don't have a lot and that's like what? Like so there are always levels, right? Like I'm sure Chrissy Teigen looks at Selena Gomez and it's like why don't I have that? You know, like yeah. there's so many I do think that it's important though. Like, yeah, because it's a community, right? It's really important, and I think that people need to know that you stand for something, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't matter, you know, what it is that you stand for or how it ties to your brand. But like, um, what's her name? Jennifer mm-hmm. from Away. Yep, she's always traveling. Yeah, like good. Yes, she, right. sh- she should be. Yes, you know, and like that's true to who she is, right? And that's true to that brand. Yeah. So it like it does feel like an authentic tie mm-hmm. to what it is. Something, um, something that you did recently on Instagram that like really let me know that you were authentic and about that life is you put in your caption like if you're like someone who wants to get into the business, DM me and like I'll try to talk to you if I have time. And I was like, damn, like you're running a company. Like to put that out there is. That in itself is a statement to make yourself available to just Thanks. people on the internet. It's like really powerful. I thought that was amazing. You did Thanks. that. Did people reach out? I'm sure they did. Yeah, they did. Um, and the reason I did that is because I it was under one of the posts from my talk. Yeah. Um, and I spoke at one of like a, the this, big global design conferences I know, recently. I and. And they always say that you know who your audience is by the by the queue who lines up to speak to you afterwards. Mm. So like my husband's kind of like a like a cool guy, sports powerade, whatever designer. Yeah. So like a lot of the guys or yeah, they are guys. Like a lot of the people that line up to speak to him or or like they have a similar look or yeah. they, you know, they have a similar vibe in their portfolios. And the twenty women that lined up to speak to me were in various phases of developing, launching, reigniting a brand or an idea that they had had on the back burner for so long. And for me right now, I didn't have enough role models mm. for female innovation. I, I just didn't. I had Sarah Blakely. I had yes. the chick that invented Swell. But as far as like patentable IP yeah. breakthrough ideas, there was no one that was like, in our in our yeah. class, yep, and absolutely. no one was being public. I think also mm. is like 
you know, they've had their companies for a really long time. Sarah's on social now. She's amazing. But no one was talking about, like, the hustle through it. Right. Or the development of it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm the person that needs to do that. I really mm. do. So if someone does have an idea, like, I don't want it to be scary, you know? Yes. And I want to give the playbook of, of how to make it a reality. Um, but that's why I did it because like I was so inspired. I almost cried. Like this woman told me that she had put this idea away and she was hoping to come to my talk to get the inspiration to bring it back to life. Wow. 10 years. Wow. 10 years. And she was like, and I just want to let you know that you delivered in spades. And like, I already texted my lawyer to like, to renew my, like my, like IP, like her trademarks or whatever. That's amazing. That for me is like, if I have no other place in this world, like that's what I want it to be. That's it. I like literally got chills just like listening to that. It's amazing. It's incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. And I feel like it gives me a mission too that's not like a one for one model or donating 10% of, you know, our proceeds to charity. I feel like this allows me to give back in a much more meaningful way. And yeah, I feel like there could be like a DJ zoo Academy, right. right? And like internship programs. And like, if you want to go towards that, there's a lot that we're thinking about for like the years to come in not only our future innovation funnel and how that sits, but like how grant programs, you know, come into play and how, excuse me, how we can have like pitch nights Mm. that, you know, allow me to sit on the panel but also bring in you're right by story like similar to their to their application process like you come in we can facilitate that I also am really excited about like just continuing to find ways that scale with us that allow me to still be available right to be able to like be there for people because I think branding as a whole is one of the reasons why we've been able to get to where we have. Yeah, you have an amazingly strong, clear brand. And like, I did that because that's what I knew. Yes, that's your background. It's You're my an background. Expert it's in what it. I knew. Yeah. But so so often, it's an afterthought for people that are launching something. Yeah, and it can't be. It's kind of everything. It's everything. Yeah, and especially now, it's everything. So. Yeah. I mean, I did my brand book for this podcast before I even recorded the first episode. Right. Like, because I knew you what knew I wanted the power it to be. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to see that, by the way. Yes, I will definitely share it with you. I've also, I feel like, worked at, like, I worked at Ralph Lauren for a while and I understood, I mean, talk about having a brand. There was a specific color, a specific way the photography was, the way we talk, the, like, yeah. There's so much emotion that goes into creating a brand and you have to think about what emotion you want to elicit from people. Yeah. Um, so it's great that you have that background. Yeah. And we like we have a larger purpose even in the product, right? Like right. yes, yes. They're, that's yes, so important. They're the greatest shower caps they ever are. known to women. No, they really are. And I I, sh- <laughs> I, I, I should break no, no, and no. say I'm no no totally kidding. No, no, they are. So <laughs> one one thing is I'm going to link to your Instagram in the show notes so everyone should go and follow Jackie because her <laughs> social is actually really awesome. And then obviously I'm going to link to the shower cap in the description. And then also I've seen some it's really so great blogs and videos of women and different uses for the shower cap. And one of the ones that I'm personally obsessed with when I'm wearing my hair natural is sleeping in it overnight. Even with the with conditioning treatment. Yes, and your hair wakes up. You wake up with your hair so much more moisturized. There's just so many uses for it. So I want all my listeners to like really get on board. So I'm going to link to both of those in the show notes. I'd love that. Should we do like a promo code? Oh my gosh, yes. We can. Okay, we'll 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 talk. We'll talk. Um, So yeah, I mean the the thing is like it's a product, but what? Sorry, one second. It's okay. Okay, continue. Good. so it's a product, but I feel like what we sell is is female empowerment. Mm. Like what we sell is your ability to make a choice. You can make a choice for something that makes you feel like luxurious and better when you put it on, mm-hmm. when you're completely stripped down to nothing but you. Yeah, naked. Naked. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can you can make a choice for something that makes you feel like you're making a sacrifice. Right. And like when and- you're in that moment you should put on something that makes you feel great. Absolutely. Like at your core, you should feel incredible. So a lot of what we talk about is just this idea of never settling. Mm, I love that. 
can you tell me the three beauty products or beauty trends that you're like absolutely in love with, obsessed with at the moment? Skin. Okay. You're big into skincare? No, but I'm obsessed with trying to be big into skincare. <laughs> so what, what products do you use? Um, oh God, I'm on the spot now. So I've, I've been a Clinique girl my entire life. Okay. And my skin is super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have taken pictures. There's this, I bought it from Credo. It's like an activated pump that like when you pump it, it mixes it together. So oh. it's always lo- like, it's always live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and got at it. its purest form. I forget the brand. It has a white and yellow box. Okay. If you email me after, I'll link okay, to it. Okay, great. Um, and then... It, can sleep be a thing? Yes. Because I feel disgusting, like not just physically, but like I feel like everything good that I've ever done to my face or every product that I've ever put on has not done anything that eight and a half hours of sleep can Oh my do God. Literally say that again because <laughs> sleep is so, you, it's like going to a spa. Can I tell you more too? Yes. Um, so do you know Kristen No Crowley? Yes. yes, she's so fab. Okay, so the lip masks are amazing, but do you know the star, like the, the eye masks, the eye masks yeah. that she just launched? I swear to you. Like, They're really good. It's so good. That's, wait, how did, are they for sale yet? Or is it just like, because yeah, you're like an exclusively exclusive exclusive on Oh, okay. But she like gave me a taste and I was just like, I, I need this more. I okay. need more of these. Okay. These are amazing. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, they're really good and they like, they brighten and they moisturize and they lift. And I swear, I don't even think she talks about this, but like when I'm tired, my eyes get like sunken. Yeah. And when I put them on, they, you they just like feel awake. Out. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to try these. Yeah. And they're so these. cute too. It's like a delicate gold. It's not like a crazy gold. It's just like a little shimmer. Nice. Anyway, that's my, those are your like beauty products you love. Yeah. Are there any beauty? The Rosebud Solve. Rosebud. I can't go. I have like a Throwback. rotating arsenal of like a rotating arsenal of colored lipsticks that I use. Yeah, I feel like you I feel like I always see you with like a pinkish lip. Pink or red. Yeah. Yeah. So you always have a lip on. I always have a lip on. I kind of feel naked without it. So is it a stain? Because it's not moving. I I blot. Ah, okay. This is the NARS um Schiappa. Okay. NARS has such good colors. I always love NARS. And then my, my girlfriend bought me um, like a little mini perfect Chanel Red for my birthday. And I've been using that a lot. I but love a good red lip. I always like put it on, blot it off. Okay. And then it kind of lives like a stain. Smart. And then I'll put a little bit of like um, rosebud salve over it. Oh, smart. So you lipstick, blot, and then rosebud salve to keep it moisturized. Yeah. Because it lets it live longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the beauty products, sorry, not beauty products, what are the beauty trends that you are just totally over? Um, The half-shaved head. (laughs) That, yeah, I think it had its time and moment and we can all move on. I I just, yeah, like it barely made sense in the beginning. (laughs) It was kind of cool when I feel like when Cassie did it, I was like, but she can do anything and you're like. She can do anything. Rihanna did it. Yeah, I mean, it's good for a moment. Yeah, it's over though. You I know? agree. We I, can but put I it think to bed. it's had its moment. I think we can put it to bed. I agree with that one. So that's that one. Um, over overly whitened teeth. Ooh, okay. Is that is that I keep noticing it. Really? Like re- like like the kind where they're like almost blue. Ooh, how are people I know some people use like these like LED light thingies, which yep. I don't even know how those work and they love them. I don't do anything other than brush my teeth at night and go to the dentist every eight months, but... You're so lucky. Yeah, really bright white. But I don't think I would notice that if someone had, like, really white teeth. I notice it all the time. I can't not notice it. And for me, like, effortless beauty Mm. and, like, kind of, like, folding, folding, like, a routine into an effortless look is where the sweet spot is. Like you never want to look like you're trying. Yes. Like a pageant queen. Yeah. And that, and that for me is one of the things that like, is like such a giveaway that like you are like at home, like, like doing, (laughs) doing doing the most, doing Doing the most. most. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, 
last last beauty trend that you're totally over i know i was trying to think of another one it can also be fashion related like very often people are like i am so sick of seeing people wear these things i'm like just so over it um i feel bad don't feel bad i think that ripped jeans yes let's talk about ripped jeans yeah no sometimes they're just it's too much it's too much. They're, they're being taken to a level that's no longer And again, cool. like, and again, back to like that authenticity, right? Like, yeah. like if you're going to wear them, do them as like vintage. Like old like, Levi's. Let it be a vibe. Yeah. Let them be torn in the right places. Like yeah. I'm so visual, like mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. and I'm so detail oriented that like if someone has like, like slash strips <laughs> or like they're sitting in a place that I know and knee doesn't bend. Yes. Something like that. Like it just drives me bananas. Yeah, I think that's honestly an amazing one. Cause I've just seen these denim brands create these like faux ripped destroyed denim and it looks very fake. It doesn't look like an authentically worn in. Yeah pair of jeans I do think that Golden Goose does a good job of making like sneakers that look worn in yes I am never going to pay that much for a pair of sneakers so I do not have a pair but I appreciate that distressed look but I think a lot of the denim is going too far yeah I really like that one I appreciate distressed looks but I feel like the cool factor about distressed anything is like where it's been (laughs) I agree you know what I mean like your shoes are dusty because you went to Coachella in them. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? That's true. That's like, true. They're beaten up because you got them from like a dope vintage store and like yeah. your travels in Marfa. Right. Right. It has a story. You know? Yeah. Totally. So think- like whenever it's just like done f- purely for aesthetics, I'm always like, no, though. Yeah. You and know? you can, because t- you have a trained eye as a designer, you can tell that it's not the truth. I know. Is that horrible? No. It makes the world hard. <laughs> I really do you, are you just like constantly walking around like critiquing things like that billboard's wrong this is off this like is wrong my, that font is wrong that color's wrong like kerning or if there's like a good oh idea gosh. that has a bad layout or yeah. if like if something is like not put in right on like the MTA like if the if it wasn't designed to sit within the metal window like it like drives you crazy like that drives me bananas that's so funny I sit next to um, Chris he's our art director on the team and the way that he looks at things, it's so amazing. I'm, I wish that I had this type of eye, but he, the other day he was like, are you like, he's like, I don't think you're a sans serif girl. You seem like more of a serif girl. And I was like, what is serif or sans serif? And he like showed me, and I was like, yeah, I think I am more of a serif girl. Thank you for pointing that out. But yeah, designers have this particular eye and way of looking at the world that just other people don't have. It's kind of like a superpower. One of my, one of my old bios, um, like for my advertising portfolio back in the day, used to say that I think that the food tastes better at restaurants with great typography. <laughs> That's great. But I stand by it. Yeah. Like I absolutely stand Design by it. Design is like so important. I have yet to meet a restaurant, like meet one, that I went, I went and had a great meal with a shitty menu. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. It's all part of the experience. It's all part of the experience. And I also think that it's a cue to like how sophisticated the owners are that totally. it translates to the brand and then totally. that translates to how they approach the food. And, and the, then that translates to how they approach like, you know, the interior design of the space yeah. and everything the communicates versus candles. Exactly. Everything communicates. It's more of a cue than like an indication. Yes, that's so true. Okay. Final question. Final question. When do you feel most beautiful? This is easy. This is, out of all of the questions, I was like, I know this answer. People always think this one's the hardest. Every time I ask them, they're like, whoa, I need to like regroup and think. Um, so I feel the most beautiful when I have like a clean face, like okay. really clean, like double cleansed, mm-hmm. moisturized woke up in the morning in like a beautiful pair of silk pajamas. Ooh, nice. You know, with like the light yeah. on your face. Yeah, and like, I feel that one. You know, you're just starting your day and it's just it's just you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And pajamas like the top and the bottoms of yeah. the drawstring, like not like a little nighty thing because I feel like those aren't comfortable. They're not comfortable. Yeah. But, but really like any intentional sleepwear. Yes. Okay. Like any like intentional silky lacy yes. like set or yeah. like I, feel like I have that a would lot of good. like short sleeve like short 
like drawstring rom- yeah, 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 combinations. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, they're so good because they're I, comfortable, but they're still super cute. They're still super cute. I feel like that would be a great like next product integration for your whole thing because looking good at home, it's like the shower cap. Now we need to have the like fab silk robe and pajamas. It's so good. Yeah. I'm... Make, just I'll make tell everything. You, I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay, tell me off the podcast, but I really hope that like you make everything <laughs> that's <laughs> shitty now. And Better. yes, well, cheers. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the Naked so Beauty Podcast. This was me. so much fun. Thank and you. I know that we will continue to catch up after this I know I can't wait I just, new friends yes yes cheers so good. cheers alright thank you guys so much for listening thank you thank you to everyone who has subscribed who has rated who has reviewed the podcast keep spreading the word I really appreciate the support swing it over here shout it ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.